1: Welcome to It Mondays here. It's Halvar City Radio. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. And you hope you had a great weekend and gearing up 17 days as the clock ticks down till Minnesota. How ready will Nebraska be for 831? Good to be with you. We'll spend time next hour, the Black Shirt Hour, with Charlie McBride, Mr. Black Shirt, Get his thoughts on the season ahead and some of the news and notes out of camp. Also, get some thoughts from Jay Moore with uh, Big Red Rappa, black Blackshirt, Husker, NFL, NFL, or Hour 1 open for you at 489-1240. 489-1240 can get on the horn that way across the state, 800 825 5865 can email chris at hailvarsity.com and can always jump in the stream on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Log on to that, watch the show, uh, catch it that way, and any uh, commentary you have, go for it. Go ahead and uh, type away. Also on Twitter at HVarsity Radio, give that a follow. Find Elijah. At Herbal Essence, can follow me, Chris Schmidt, at Schmidt underscore radio. So, uh, a lot of news and notes to get to. Heard from Coach McGuire, Coach Satterfield, and quarterback Sims today. We'll share some of their thoughts. Matt Rule, of course, after we got done with the weekend edition, addressed the elephant in the room and some of the rumors that were swirling on Xavier Betts. And that's where we'll start as uh, Betts deciding to leave the team and, uh, you know, you look at Nebraska's wide receiver room. And, Elijah, this is just not an easy situation for, for any coach, uh, any of the teammates. And, and a guy like Betts himself don't know him at all. Had a chance to cover him in high school a little bit. Enjoyed watching him at Nebraska. But it just was time for him to move on, as, as Coach Rule said Saturday afterwards heart wasn't in it and you've got to have a guy that's that's all in and if and if he was able to look himself in the mirror and just say this isn't my cup of tea in the moment you probably feel ticked off if you're a teammate but you can be ticked off and and still support a guy for, for making his decision that's been the, the feel and vibe from anyone who's been asked about Xavier Betts is Man, you wish him well, you want it to work out. And uh, timing-wise is, is, is an issue because there's a 100 other dudes on that team that were counting on him and counting on him as a wide receiver, counting on him as a guy that has shown some explosiveness, counting on him to, to be part of that brotherhood that they talk about. And for, for Betts to just say, look, it really isn't for me I'm moving on. We wish him well. We wish him the best. And it's just very unfortunate for Nebraska when you look at the wide receiver room, not that they can't rise up, not that they can't or won't get ready by August 31st, but that's that was kind of a known quantity that you've seen at Nebraska. Uh, he's a guy that flashed and thrived and would just, have a, a, a big play, be it at Oklahoma or against Northwestern. He has elite talent. But just because you have elite talent doesn't mean you love doing something. And, and think about the expectations that Husker fans, Husker media have
0: placed on a guy like Xavier Betts, highly touted coming out of Bellevue West. You can see the athletic potential. We've done this before. We've put a lot of expectations onto him with what he was going to be this year. And then he comes and he to Matt Rule he's shown it. He's
1: <laughs> shown it against Oklahoma, for God's
0: sake. But he goes to Matt Rule and says, you know what? My heart's not in this. And, and think about that. The pressure that's on your shoulders as a guy going to Nebraska. We've talked about that plenty. And for for good reasons or for bad reasons, Nebraska has a lot of pressure playing there. And if your heart's not in it, and if you're one of the guys that Husker fans have a lot of expectations, and think of the pressure that's on your shoulders. And to sit there and say, you know what? My heart's not in this. I'm not going to be able to rise up to those expectations. It's, it's, it's not for me what we have here at Nebraska, I, I mean, you hope that he goes and finds something that, that his heart is into, something that, that he's able to be passionate about because he's a talented kid. From our interactions with him, he's a good kid, and he's struggled during his time at Nebraska, and, and you wish him the best, and if you want to look at it with a, a glass half full type of, of mentality, Think about the opportunities this presents to some of the guys in that room. I mean, Matt Rule and his staff, they've done plenty through the years of getting freshmen and getting young guys on the field. And you know what? If you have a guy whose heart's not in it at the top of your depth chart, in a new coaching regime, you might as well have some guys that are young that are able to go step up and and make some plays on a football field and and at least give them the opportunity to that. That's the glass half full. Look at it for me today is guys like... Jaden Doss, Malachi Coleman, Jalen Lloyd, this uh, opens up opportunities for them to be able to go and make plays. And you know what? Simply put, it, at the end of the day, if your heart's not in it playing football, you're not going to be very good. That, that, that's how the sport is. And if he's not in it, you, you wish him the best and you hope he finds something that 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 he is passionate about that he can go give 100% to. But if you're not going to be giving 100% to the game of football and a, and a coaching regime change a rebuild, you know what? There's, there's better things for you to be doing. And that's not a, a, a slight against Xavier Betts at all. I hope that doesn't come off as too harsh. But your heart has to be in it if you're playing the game of football. Well, and
1: it, what's, what's odd is just the, the sheer effort he has put in to be able to get here. Not only the way he was incredible at, at Bell West, but just even going back to his recruitment with, with Frost saying, look, we, we, we got you, we believe in you, here's the offer. And he did what he needed to do academically to, to be eligible and, and able to compete as a freshman, I mean, which, he, which, he, which is commendable. And then fast forward after he left Nebraska, you <laughs> – listen, I'm not the smartest knife in the drawer, right? Okay? So there's no way in hell I was taking anything more than 15 credits. And, and I think he's doing psychology, and for him to crank out 21 hours so he could so he could be part of summer and, and and fall camp, so I mean like it was it was zero to sixty with him having to ramp up and really pile on the the hurdles. He cleared those, and then when push came to shove, he just went in and, and had a chat with with Coach Rule and. Here you are. there's there's young opportunity to your point. There's a, an old vet in in Billy Kemp. Uh, you wonder when Washington's going to be ready timeline wise. so they they have some options, but Bets is a guy that just again, the the talent and the love weren't on equal footing here with these scales. Mm-hmm. And you have superior talent. And if it just sucked getting up the lift and'm I'm, I'm projecting, I'm speculating, if it sucked to get up and, and go to practice or it would practice was work versus a chance to go get better, then screw it, man, I'm gonna go do something else. I'm gonna go do something else with my life and that's just that's so weird and hard to take for some, not me. I just want the kid to be happy. But there's some out there that'll be like, you know, man, you're just wasting the talent. But he wants to go find something else to be talented at. Well, don't we all in life
0: aspire to find something where our passion matches our talent? Like, that's what everyone wants you, to do. Or like, you crank your talent, you eventually get your talent up to your passion level. Exactly. Exactly. And for a guy to have the maturity to sit back and say, hey, my passion for this doesn't match my talent for this. And that being said, I'm never going to reach my potential. I'm never going to be able to live up to these expectations that have been placed on me by, by Husker fans, my coaches, my teammates. I think it's a mature move to sit back and say, you know what, before the season starts, before I am letting down my teammates and Husker fans, because I, I'm not going to have my heart in it, I'm going to step back and try to find something else that where my talent matches my passion. I think it's more respect to him, more power to him, to be able to have that maturity to do that with really the eyes of the state on you and the expectations of the state you're, on you.
1: You're inked in. you were inked yes. in to go maybe even have a breakout season because your skill level can play and compete against anybody in the Big Ten, anybody in the SEC. You have that God-given ability. So let's hear and get Jeff Sims' reaction first to Batswell have some of the, the responses from today on the bets news that came out Saturday from Coach Rule. Here's Jeff Sims.
2: You know, I mean, there's not really much. I mean, we didn't like it, but um, we got to respect his decision and um, hope that he made the best decision for himself. And, um, you know, we all love Xavier, and we're going to continue to love him, so um, we just
1: got to respect his decision and hope he succeeds. So that is Sims. Look, didn't like it because he's a dude I probably like throwing the football to. But – we're going to love him, and, and he's part of part of our, our crew, even though he's stepped away for good here. Garrett McGuire asked about the wide receiver p- picture right now in fall camp.
2: Yes, sir. You know, I'm, I'm excited because of the amount of reps we're getting. You know, we're splitting two fields. Um, Coach Roll's done an amazing job with the practice schedule. Um, so you're seeing some young guys really, really develop. Uh, you know, the, the early ones are Jalen Lloyd, Malachi Coleman, Jaden Doss, Bryce, uh, and Jeremiah. They're having a really, really good camp. Um, and then we're kind of seeing uh, Alex Bullock first on the scene a little bit, Ty Hahn, um, IGC, Billy Kemp, uh, Josh Fleeks. You know, uh, the guys in that room um,
1: are, are R.D.V. guys and, and guys we want to go win with. So, again, glass half full from McGuire, and, and you're going to expect that from him uh, focusing on guys that continue to get better that are in camp. He was asked also, uh, Garrett McGuire was, about bets. And if this decision took him by surprise,
2: um, not, not really. Um, I love Xavier. Once you're a part of our family, you're a part of my family for life. He's got my number. If he ever needs anything, he can reach out to me. Uh, with, with all due respect, though, um, I kind of want to talk about the guys in that room right now. I think they deserve that with, with all the work they're putting in right now.
1: So, well, well done with that answer. Look, I'm not gonna, you got to move on. I mean, Rule and Sat and this offense, Sims, the wide receiver room, the offense in general—it's got to move on. We'll get to the the scrimmage part of things here in a moment, but Satterfield uh, was was um, talked about the, the wide wideouts here and uh, a couple of thoughts here on on the young wide receivers because that's where they've got to turn to now. Uh, you've got Billy Kemp. that's, again your experience. Uh, ICG that is experienced, and he spoke a little bit earlier today as well. And now you have these young pups that are super talented, but how soon can you be ready? Part of the reason the scrimmage was sloppy for this offense, I mean, you want to talk about getting guys ready for the moment when we talk about eight thirty-one. you had Big Ten refs, you had as close to a game as you could, and it was it – was, a shock to the system and they did not perform or handle it well initially and then they eventually got more comfortable that's going to that's going to be big for them next saturday when they scrimmage again and see if they come back with a, with a better performance but it's going to be even bigger here the preparation part elijah uh, for this team for this offense when uh, when Thursday night comes around. There's more to going and playing and winning a football
0: game than executing on the field. There's execution and, and getting plays signaled in uh, with communication and, on the and field. Not being,
1: yeah, not being late with a snap count or, 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 or a false start, procedural stuff. When there's actual refs on the field,
0: not just refs that you're finding for practice in the local area, Big Ten refs that are flying in for a scrimmage in order to, to get you the best look they're going to see things differently than the guys that you have at practice every single day. There's so much more to going and performing well in a football game than just, you know what, I have to block my guy from point A to point B. You know what, I have to shed this blocker and go make a tackle. Those are the big aspects of football, but there is more to it, and that's what it seems like, or at least it sounds like from the coaching staff, they struggled with in that Saturday scrimmage.
1: Well, here is Satterfield on those young wide receivers. Their opportunity grew a little bit on Saturday.
2: We definitely need to build some depth in that room. You know, we got guys coming back off some injuries that will help us. I think it's a great opportunity. You know, it's a great opportunity for us to, to see what these young kids can do. we got some young wideouts that are very talented and explosive, and they're going to get a chance. Uh, you know, if they prove it in practice they can do it, they can do it in games. So they're going to get a chance early to show what they can do.
1: Last thought here from Sat this segment, uh, when it comes to the learning curve, and, and that's really what you're up against. You've ran the same plays a lot of your career. Your skill set's gonna to translate to Santa Field's offense. Do you know the verbiage?
2: It's steep, but by no stretch of imagination would we be that hard-headed. If that was gonna be detrimental to a kid being able to go out there and function and be able to play with, you know, uh, with his speed, then we would definitely scale back anything we had to. We're not the we're not an organization that's gonna say this is what we do. You got to figure it out. Like we're gonna maximize the, the athletic traits of our kids and let them play freely.
1: So uh, Dion chimes in. Down to three wideouts now, with a laughing slash crying face. <laughs> hey, you don't sign up for it. You don't say, "Hey, give me this challenge year one with this wide receiver room." I, th- there's more of more ideal situations, and uh, we've got uh, Herdizzle uh, chiming in with a question that we'll tackle here coming up. But chew on this. And right now, if I'm straight with you. I'm, it's, it's one scrimmage where they didn't perform well against the defense. And her Dizzle's question, given the wide receiver room now, does that affect your expectations for the year? Makes that uh, Minnesota W look much more challenging to me. As soon as I heard about the injuries, be it offensive line, the wide receiver room, and then just some of the turnover issues, yeah, my my knee-jerk Saturday at, at, at 12.30 was, it is going to be absolutely difficult. Not impossible, but it's going to be hard as hell to go get that first win. Not saying they can't do it, not saying they won't do it, but 17 days from now, you've got Fleck and you've got those monsters up front, and you better you better bring an excellent defensive plan out of the gate because that if they get things done i and if you're a nebraska fan god you deserve you deserve a, a feel good start to the season you you absolutely deserve that you want it i don't know that it'll happen because at this point in time right now 3 weeks away what's your offense going to be good at and how much water can your defense carry that first game? We'll hit this a little more next time because I have some thoughts on that as well. No, we'll get back to it. Four eight nine twelve forty. 1240
0: You want to
1: join? And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. It's Hale Varsity Radio with you on a Monday. Less than an hour. Charlie McBride going to join us. Uh, Black shirt hour. Jay Moore as well. But uh, good input here on the stream. Hail Varsity YouTube channel from her Dizzle. We just touched on this before we had to get to commercial. But uh, given the wide receiver room now, does it affect your expectations for the year? Makes that Minnesota W look much more challenging to me. It is. It is gone. It's not just one guy. It's just not on bets. But as a whole, uh, (laughs) I won't. I will waffle back to, you know, maybe they're going to be okay. If You know, they need to have a good scrimmage. and They need to have a good response against this defense next Saturday. They need to come back and, and not have procedural issues, not have turnover issues. And what, what's going to win against Minnesota? It's going to be packing your, your special teams. It's going to be packing your defense. And it's going to be packing your, your run game. I mean, when we talk about week one, game one, 17 days away against Minnesota with some, some key figures injured for Nebraska, or, and, and maybe they'll be back before then. Maybe they won't be. What are you going into Minnesota with? Well, you're going into Minnesota uh, with, with possibly Turner Corcoran at left tackle. Okay? Uh, are you going into Minnesota with Piper at guard and not Nuri? Don't know that. I'm just saying, here's, let, let's paint this picture. You've got Corcoran, Piper, and, 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 and big old Henry at the right guard spot. That could shift. And then offensively, you've got Kemp, you've got Fleeks, you, you hope to have Washington back, and you got Sims. So to me, Elijah, if we're going to say, okay, what, what can Nebraska do and what can Nebraska do well to go score some points against Minnesota and, and steal one? Steel one in a tough environment against a really good football team that gets better as the year goes on. You got a better shot, I humbly say, game one against them versus game five or seven. And and your X factor right now, and we'll revisit this in about, I don't know, 14 days, is going to be Sims. Mm-hmm. Is going to be your run game. Is going to be your defense raising hell against – Let's say Minnesota's offense is is beatable with with what you have on defense. You'd like to think with what Nebraska is, uh, and I'll quit sucking the oxygen out. I know you had a response to this. Yeah, my expectations have changed a little bit. I think it was going to be difficult early on anyway, for the offense to be consistent, but I, I don't worry about the offense. Getting consistent as the year goes on. I'd be more
0: concerned about this loss with with bets and with some other injury concerns with with Palmer. If I'm sorry, with uh, Washington, excuse me. If, if he's if, back, th- <laughs> strike the record. I think they're fine. No, but uh, <laughs> I'd be more concerned if this was happening six days out from the Minnesota game. So you got a, li- you had a buffer here. As of right now, I mean, what I said two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago on this show has not changed at all with this news. It, it was. The most important position group, if Nebraska wants to beat Minnesota, was the offensive line. That's what it yes. was three weeks ago. That has not changed at all for me. You know what? You can, if you have but if but your, your offensive personnel line, may have changed. Your personnel may have changed slightly, but if you can establish a rushing attack, if you can pick up yards on the ground early and often against Minnesota, it's going to make the jobs of your wide receivers a hell of a lot easier. Whenever you go and play action, you're getting one-on-one coverage. A safety is looking at the run instead of taking the top off the defense early. You don't need to have a 4-3 guy that's taking the top off the defense if the safety's got his eyes in the backfield. There's things you can do schematically from a game plan point of view that can take some pressure off your wide receivers. That being said, are are wide receivers still an important part of an offense? Yes. I'm not going
1: to contest that. Having a dude that you can't guard,
0: potentially. Very, Very, very important. But is that the most important thing to find success in the Big Ten, especially in the Big Ten West? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. There's things you can do, and you still have time in order to develop a game plan. And, hey, let's not forget, you have guys in the tight end room that are kind of flying under the radar as pass catchers. You, you, there's been discussions of splitting Fedoni out and using him as your slot-wide receiver this year because of the matchup nightmare he presents. Let's not forget, the guy who had the longest catch in the spring game was Nate Borkacher, another guy who flies way under the radar all fall camp long. People talking about, well, is Gilbert going to get his waiver? As of right now, I think Borkutcher looks like the second-best tight end in that room, including Gilbert, what I saw in the spring game and what I've heard coming out of camp. So I think you have options of guys that can catch the football. Let's not forget what Marcus Washington did last year. Let's not forget what Billy Kemp looked like in the spring game or what he did at Virginia. Uh, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda in his limited role last year, we were able to see some splash plays from him. You still have talent in the wide receiver room. Did you lose a guy with a world of potential that could have been dynamite for your offense this year? Yes, you can't contest that, but at the end of the day, Xavier Betts was never going to be the focus of your offense in 2023. You
1: didn't build it around him.
0: You didn't build it around him. You're, are you losing a weapon? There's no way to, to contest that. Yes, you're losing a weapon, but I don't think Nebraska's offense was so solely focused on him that the loss of one guy is going to take away your chances in your first game of the year.
1: The, the weapon you lost is a guy that can make a drive look real great because you throw it to him and he takes it to the house. Mm-hmm. How many we, – we talked about – Game Breakers last week. He was one you had, and you know you had, on offense. More from uh, the stream. Uh, Cutter chimes in. There's enough talent with Kemp, with Washington, with IGC to win games. Having a running-focused offense will protect the lack of depth in that room. One or two of those guys will make plays when needed. Well, that that's, that's a good... That's a good outlook. That's an optimistic outlook. Tell me, Schmitty, how many guys did Nebraska have in their wide receiver room that they could
0: reply, rely upon last year? You had one. You had one, maybe two with Washington. You had one with Palmer. And, and you had, I, you had well, one with Palmer. Washington, as the year went on, found his stride and was a guy that I think you could rely upon. But still, like the wide receiver room was just fine last year, despite the fact that there was no depth there, really.
1: Well, yeah, people are are
0: are. are Oh, there's no depth in the wide receiver room. Well, you were a four and eight football team last year. So, you're so looking to make of, a bowl game. You don't need to have six. Guys. It's it's a rarity kind of, what in college kind of depth football. Did you have? It's a rarity in college football to have six guys that you're comfortable throwing out in the field as a wide receiver and say, you know what, we trust this guy just as much as the guy ahead of him. That's a rarity in college football. More so whenever you're a four and eight football team in the Big Ten of all places. Is the depth the concern? Yes, but it's not so much of a concern whenever you consider Nebraska's expectations for this year. It kind of gets back to the original question. Does that affect your expectations for the year? No, Nebraska still has all the talent they need to go and make a bowl game. Nebraska has the talent they need, realistically, to put up a fight and give Michigan a scare and maybe go into the fourth quarter and win that football game. I mean, you know, the, 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 the loss, is it there? Yes, you're losing talent, but I don't think it's as big a deal as some people on Twitter make it out to be. Xavier Betts was... A really, really good talent, but he was inconsistent during his time on the field. We never quite saw him put it all together, and I think we kind of get a reason why. Well, his heart wasn't in it. And if his heart wasn't gonna be in it for twenty twenty three, how much were we really gonna see from him on the football? Let's field?
1: get to Fedoni, because he's a guy that could help supplement some of this question marks some of the question marks you have with with the passing part of your offense. And here's Satterfield is. he was asked if Fedoni's gonna play more wide receiver.
2: We said when we got here, it's a positionless offense. So uh, just because you have running back or tight end besides your name, that doesn't mean you can't play other spots on the field. So uh, like I said earlier, we're not going to come in here and just say, well, the tight ends play in line, and, the, and, and we're going to have two really good players standing on the sideline and not playing. We're going to adjust the offense however we need to to maximize the talent level we have on offense.
1: I believe when I hear Rule and I hear Satterfield – I know what there's a preference to be and do, and then there's reality with what you have and what what some guys are ready for. And you've you kind of gleaned that a little bit from, from Coach White where they've pressed pause a little bit defensively, and I don't know that they're going to continue to add pages to the playbook, but let's step back, reassess, and then kind of drill down and get really good at doing X, Y, and Z. And I... Have no doubt, by now, they have an idea from an identity standpoint. Here's our strength. Uh, let's not just <laughs> pray that whatever we throw against the wall works. Here's what we've seen through summer and into this this fall camp. And let's lean on that and go that route. Let's, let's emphasize running the football. Let's emphasize being a physical offense. Let's lean on that. Let's use... The athleticism of a really talented dude at quarterback, who's got skills with his arms, with his arm and 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 his legs, and let's stress the defense that way a little bit. Well, what are we talking about from practice last
0: week, Schmitty? Nebraska, they're they're showing twenty-two personnel whenever the media is there. Twenty-two personnel is two tight ends, two running backs, mm-hmm. a quarterback, five offensive linemen, and one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting here talking about, well, are we worried about the wide receiver depth? No, there's things you can do schematically to get your playmakers on the field. But you just just got to be good at it. As as we just heard from Satterfield, like, we're going to play a positionless offense. We're going to get the guys on the field that are going to give us a chance to win a football game. You know what? If you don't have wide receiver depth, you just run with a hell of a lot more twenty two personnel because I think there's two tight ends that this Husker coaching staff trusts in Borkitcher and Fedoni. And if hey, you get a waiver for Gilbert, there's a third tight end you trust.
1: Are we talking twenty-three personnel? Hey, it's worked for Harbaugh. Worked for him at Stanford, worked for him at Michigan. We'll see if he gets to coach three tight ends this year. We'll get to that later. Huh. But more from from Sims here on as we focus on Fedoni and his role in the offense.
2: Yeah, Thomas he's, he's been um he's been phenomenal. You know, um, just going out there working every day. He asks a lot of questions, so he's always trying to get better and make sure he knows what he's doing. And, um, he's he's going to have an explosive year. Um, Thomas, is, he's one of the main targets in the offense, both the tight ends, all the tight ends, actually. And, um, just going to spread it around. He can do anything. You know, um, He can be outside. He can be in the slot. He can be on the line. Um, Thomas is one of those players that can do it all
1: and be there when you need him. So there, there's vocal confidence from his quarterback, and, you know, he's been itching for two years now. To go ball and explode. So uh, that is key. We'll hear from Coach Rule from Saturday on the Eric Gilbert waiver situation. We'll have some thoughts on that here next segment, Four eight nine twelve forty. 1240 So overall, uh, I am a little more skeptical on the offense. Uh, they can make it work. That said, you're going to have to put a lot on, on a few. and and that's okay, you just can't have any more issues. Issues being things that are out of your control. It's not self-inflicted issues by this football team or this coaching staff, but they're dealing with things that a lot of other football teams deal with. They're just not Georgia. They're not uh, Ohio State. They're not LSU. They're not USC where there's just a room full of dudes at a elite skill level there could be that we just haven't seen yet but just from a from a from a depth of talent standpoint you've got what you got right now and they're going to continue to work these guys and, and get them better and it, it's so critical for this defense to to create some turnovers. Rule spoke about it Saturday. Last time Nebraska was plus, and the turnover margin was twenty sixteen. That's the last bowl trip. That's the last nine-win season. So that's all part of this. Give yourself a little grace with some turnovers. Uh we'll dive into what's the future hold for Eric Gilbert. Hail Varsity continues.